Welcome to the next podcast in Millinery Info. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie. Thank you for joining me today with this episode with Susan Yonker, who was the winner of the Dutch Hat Association competition in 2021. It had the theme of Waste Not, Want Not and was supported by the Panama Hat Company, who provided straw seconds, which each entrant created their piece from as an exploration of sustainability. Suzanne joins us today to share about her winning piece. This podcast was possible thank you to the support of our podcast sponsors. These include Be Unique Millinery, House of Adorn, The Essential Hat, That Millinery, Hatter's Millinery Supplies, Lifted Millinery, Hat Academy, Hats by Lico, Hat Mags, Marie D'Antony Millinery, Louise McDonald Milliner, Millinery Australia, Best Western Apollo Bay Motel and Apartments, Judith M. Millinery Supply House. You can find a link to each of their businesses in our show notes, either through your podcast app or on our website. If you've been enjoying listening to this podcast series, I invite you to show your support through becoming a Patreon. You can do this by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash millinery info. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining me today on this Millinery Info podcast. It's wonderful to be talking hats with you. Congratulations on your winning piece. You won the Dutch hat competition this year. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about that piece. About my winning piece, yes, absolutely. And first, well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honoured to, to be invited. Um, oh, the piece I made for, um, for the competition um, it was a little bit different that the year I, I won because normally you make um, a design and then you start thinking about what kind of materials you want to use. And this year uh, you got a whole package with material because it was about sustainability. And uh, the theme of the competition was waste not want not. So we got a whole package with all kinds of scraps from the Panama Hat Company in England. Um, which was really nice because I never worked before with a Panama straw. So that was the first time for me. Um, so it was really like, okay, the material is a straw. What can I do with it? How do I have to work with it? And uh, because it was about sustainability, I was really thinking about, I have to use a hat block uh, I already have. And at that moment, I only owned two hat blocks. So the choice wasn't that all that difficult. Um, so I just started out actually with working with the material and the block I had, and I made two shapes out of it, two the same shapes actually with all kinds of pieces. Um, at first I started the whole piece, uh, fell apart. So I had to go to plan B. <laughs> um, and well, I made the shapes and I started, um, a building with it and, um, well, I found the shape I finally ended up with, actually. <laughs> it's, um, so that's how I started with, with making the hat. Um, and then I had some scraps left from uh, a few long pieces, and I wanted to do something with that. So I used it for the finishing, uh, all the edges of the, of the shapes. And um, it started out as all pieces connected with each other and well that's where I got the name from piece is called connections uh, and at the time of COVID that was yeah pretty it, it, it suited with the piece <laughs> very relevant so that, that, yeah, that's, 
yeah, exactly. It was relevant at, at that point. So it's that's how I called it connections. <laughs> and um, it was a strange time to be taking part in a, a competition. What was it like creating and um, the combat and experiencing the competition during lockdown and COVID? How did that impact what happened? How did it impact? Well, first of all, I had a lot of time. <laughs> that was well, because everything was in lockdown when I started with it. Um, so my, my business was closed. I, I did, couldn't teach classes at that moment. So I did have some time to think about it, to um, experience with materials. And uh, of course, it was a bit of a weird time for everybody, I think. It's um, still is sometimes. Um, so mostly it was uh, it made I had some time left to experience a little bit more with, with, with the material, to work with it, to try a few things. Um, yeah, pretty much that, I think. it's. And what was in the bundle of materials you mentioned? It was the competition was supported by Panama Hatco. When you opened up the box or the package with the materials, what was in there? Um, I had one big piece, like, like a, a capelline. It, it was one big piece, was a little bit damaged here and there. Um, for the rest, there were a little all kind of scraps, uh, a few uh, long pieces which were from the brim. Um, what else? It was one big black piece. So it, it was a neutral uh, colors and black. So I was pretty lucky, I think, with, with the colors I got, to be honest. <laughs> um, it was all black and, and natural, which, which matches really nicely together. So it's, uh, I didn't change any of the colors. I didn't have to add anything of, um, uh, did I add anything to it? No, I didn't add any other materials. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Um, <laughs> No, I, I really only used the materials I, I, I got in the box. And um, well, like I said, I never worked with material before. So that, that was a bit of a challenge. Um, the first piece I got out of the box fell apart because it was really a little piece and it really frayed. So it's like, okay, that doesn't work. Um, so I, at first I looked up on how to handle the material, uh, experience a little bit with, with little pieces I didn't want to use um, to make it wet, to make it pliable. Is that the right word for it? Yeah. Um, so, and, and from there, it was pretty easy actually. And I, I love the material. I started using the material more and more actually right now. So that, that's what's the fun part of it for me. <laughs> And you made an award-winning hat in the process. Yeah, I never expected that, to be honest. <laughs> it was the second time I entered in the competition. So it was, it was quite a, um, a surprise for me. And the hat got to go on display as well at the gallery. Is that right? Yeah, that was really fun. And it was, it was really nice about the competition because everybody uh, got the same box with material, the same kind of material, with different colors, different pieces, but still the same same kind of material. That that's that the to see what everybody makes from the same material with so many different hats and hat pieces. That that was I think that was really interesting to see and it was wonderful. It was displayed at the gallery, so you could go there and and see everything and touch everything if you want it so it's that was really nice fantastic and you've got a background in textile and fashion design is that correct what's your background 
Uh, actually, my background is I started out as a jewelry maker. So um, uh, I'm a goldsmith and always worked in the, in the jewelry industry for uh, nearly about 20 years, I think. But on the side, I've always been uh, interested in fashion and making my own clothes. And uh, so at one point, I think about 25 years ago, I started um, to do a fashion education in, in my spare time. And this education was um, uh, split up in parts. And one part of it was millinery. Um, but by the time I came to the millinery part, I always found very interesting. Uh, we moved to the United States for a couple of years. So I've skipped my uh, education at that point. And I think about eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, I was still interested in the millinery part. So I found a great milliner in, uh, in Amsterdam and took classes with her. She's uh, Marga van der Bos. I'm not sure if you, you know her. And she's a great milliner and she teach me all the techniques and gave me the confidence to, uh, to go ahead with it actually. So it's, uh, I'm still taking classes with her. Wonderful. And what were some of those um, first skills that drew you to millinery? Um, I think first was the um, working with felt, because when you start working with felt, it's it becomes so um, so easy to 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 shape it, uh, and and I love that about wool felt that you. At the moment, you make it wet and, and steam, and it, it comes so uh, almost like clay that you can shape it in any shape you want it to. So I, I love that part about it. So first, I worked a lot with felt, um, and then I started to do a little bit more with with cinema and now with straw. And I'm still not there. I'm still there's so much to learn and so many techniques to to learn about. So and what part of the, the prize I won with uh, with competition is um, a two day class with um, Marianne Jonkind, uh, a well known hat maker here in in, in, in Holland, um, and she is um, uh, very experienced in working with leather. So last week I had the first workshop with her and starting to work a little bit more with leather. So that's my next thing to um, to explore actually. <laughs> Uh, in the Netherlands, um, you wear hats very differently to what maybe an Australian or an American or the British wear. Do you wear hats yourself during the day or what's your hat style? What's my hat style? Um, I love hats and I love wearing hats. And to be honest, a lot of times I just forget about it. So <laughs> I have to learn to, to, uh, to wear more hats, actually. Um, I love uh, uh, felt hats, wool felt hats, especially in the winter time. I'm trying to see what I, I have up there. But I'm still so much in, in, in exploring different shapes and, and uh, different kinds of hats. And so I, um, I have to wear more hats actually myself. <laughs> we should all be wearing more hats. I think we're all a little bit guilty of that one. So, and, there is not a lot of uh, um, hat wearing in, 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 in Holland yet. It's, I really hope that comes back a little bit more. Yeah. And the piece you made for the competition is quite, I guess, um, special occasion wear. Um, what, mm -hmm. other, what other style of pieces have you been enjoying making? 
all kinds of styles actually. Um, I made a, a big cinema hat for uh, uh, for a lady who wears on awards on uh, uh, Parliament Day, which is one of the days in Holland that ladies wear a little bit more hats of ladies in Parliament. I do, so I had the opportunity to make one for um, for her. Uh, which was quite big and, and colorful. I, I love colorful for, uh, hats. Um, I love to make uh, a felt, big wool felt hats actually also. Um, so that, that's still trying to find my way a little bit in it to, to see what's, what's my own signature in, in it. You have a, a studio space behind you that I can see. Can yes, you tell us yes. a little bit about your studio space? How is it set up and how do you work within the space? Uh, well, I have to, uh, um, I'm lucky to have my studio space uh, attached to my home. So it's very easy. Um, it, it's like a, a little bit of like a classroom. I teach uh, sewing classes uh, up here to adults and, and children. So I got a lot of tables and a lot of uh, sewing machines in here, about six machines. And uh, in the corner of my space, there is a, a big table where I have all my hats and hat materials and where I make my hats. So I'm trying to find time during the week to do something with millinery. And uh, so my main business, business is, is teaching uh, sewing classes and um, all kinds of textile work. Yeah, like even um, a children's uh, birthday parties I do with, with some crafts, uh, things making. Um, so that's a little bit about my space, actually. It's not too big, but it can hold about six people for sewing classes and about 10 children for birthday parties. Oh, what a fun space. It is, actually. And I'm so lucky to have it next to my house also. So that's that's really easy. <laughs> Love and to do, you be have, here. <laughs> do you have a dedicated time in your week where you um, set aside some space for millinery or it's just as you as you find time between the classes? Yeah, it's more like to find time. Uh, I started out with um, uh, I was thinking about every Friday afternoon I'm going to be busy with millinery, but it never worked that way. So it's more like between the hours uh, of my classes, I, I can do a, a few things. So the, the sewing classes is not all day continuously. It's I have uh, classes in the morning and mostly in the evening, some in the afternoon. So there are some hours in between I can use for uh, for, for making some some stuff for myself. Um, mostly uh, hats, actually. <laughs> um, so to, yeah, about that. Yeah. And and when you're teaching, what are some of the uh, the main skills that you're passing on in terms of textile knowledge and what people are coming to learn? Oh, it's very different what kind of people come. I do have ladies, mostly ladies, unfortunately. I love to have a few guys in there. Um, some of the ladies really never touch the sewing machine, so they really start from, from scrap, actually. Um, and I do have ladies who know how to sew actually their all, all their life already, but like to have one moment in a week, then they can go to class and um, still um, find some tips and tricks to, to do it a little bit more neat or um, 
and for some people it's more like uh, the social aspect of being in a class and being with other ladies yeah yeah and do you make garments for yourself as well oh yes i do i still make a lot of stuff myself yeah a lot of clothes myself uh, but sometimes it's it's i started out with making a lot of clothes for my kids also but they pretty grown up now they don't want me to anymore uh, <laughs> they come to that age um but I, I still make a lot for myself also fantastic and do you think how did um the sewing skills and your textile knowledge transfer across to millinery did you find that there were things in common that came across quite naturally oh yeah absolutely i think it's, it's already um um, making patterns for for hats or caps it's, it's much easier when you know already a little bit about pattern making and and sewing on a sewing machine um just having the skills to uh with thread a needle is, is already an advantage i think and what was the biggest difference that you found or the biggest challenge taking on the new millinery materials um i think the stiffness of materials when you work with textile, it's, it's most uh, textile I work with is, is very um, thin and, 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 and soft. And some of the uh, millinery uh, materials are uh, more stiff, more uh, coarse to work with. So you need more, um, more power. <laughs> like blocking yeah like blocking wool felt if it's a little bit stiff felt it really needs a lot of power to um uh to make it a, a, a nice hat out of it and you mentioned there your block collection how many you, you said two is that how many blocks do you have in your collection <laughs> right now i got four now five <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that much yet <laughs> not that many but it's I, i'm building on my block collection already <laughs> and what, what were your first choices so starting starting your your block collection what what are the things you're looking for when you're choosing your blocks uh of the first one was a very simple uh hat block very um i say that um very smooth hardly any shape in it just to, to, to put my hats on and to make um, a basic shape. Um, and then I got the one I made my um, uh, winning hat piece on, which is a little bit of a different shape. And now I got one block for a brim, for a big brim. And um, yeah, the, the, the hat piece on, how would you call that? What's this? It's a Borsalino hat piece of a uh, uh, hat uh, yeah and do you find it um an exciting challenge or creating shapes off um those blocks how do you approach that uh oh the, the, the shapes are pretty simple to um to make i think i i even enjoy it a little bit more to make my own shapes um to use a simple block and and yeah, mold your own shapes in there. I, I, I love doing that actually. Yeah. And what exciting projects are you working on that you're looking forward to? I'm trying to work a little bit more with leather. 
So I'm right now I'm busy with uh, a big brim uh, made of wool felt, and then I'm going to cover it with uh, with leather. So that, that's one of the projects I'm working on right now. So I'm starting with a little shape, and now I'm going to the bigger shapes to see how that works. Fantastic. How to how to get it really smooth? That's uh, that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying, trying to get more advanced in, uh, in trimming of, uh, of hats, um, trying to find, um, or actually I'm, I'm trying to find more workshops on, on the internet. There, there are a lot lately on the internet. So uh, to do some workshops in, in working with feathers or making flowers with leather or things like that. So I'm trying to get more advanced in, in techniques like that um and what i think is a challenge um i think in in australia that there are much more materials available to uh, for millinery than it is in holland um i'm always trying to find materials which sometimes it's frustrates me i can't get it up here so i can get it in australia i can get it in the us i can get it in the uk but not in holland so that sometimes oh. is a bit frustrating <laughs> So where have you been sourcing most of your materials from? Uh, there are a few, there are two or three in, in Holland and Belgium where you can get it. Um, of course, in, in, in the UK, there are a lot of uh, businesses where you can get millinery uh, materials. But now with the Brexit, uh, it's made a little bit more difficult to get it in Holland because you have to pay taxes and all kind of... Um, uh fees to to get it over it because it's not part of the european uh, union anymore so that makes it all a little bit more difficult so it's um trying to find a lot of stuff <laughs> thank you so much suzanne for talking hats with me today it was wonderful to hear about your award-winning piece and your um your textile and jewelry making skills <laughs> thank you it was lovely to talk to you Thank you for listening to this episode of Millinery Info with Suzanne. I'd like to thank our Patreon podcast sponsors, Be Unique Millinery, House of Adorn, The Essential Hat, That Millinery, Hattest Millinery Supplies, Lifted Millinery, Hat Academy, Hats by Lico, Hat Mags, Marie D'Antoni Millinery, Louise McDonald Milliner, Best Western Apollo Bay Motel and Apartments, Millinery Australia, and Judith M. Millinery Supply House. You can find a link to each of these businesses in our show notes, which you can find in your podcast app or through our website. We really appreciate their support. If you've been enjoying this podcast series, I'd like to invite you to become Patreon to show your support. If you head over to www.patreon.com forward slash millinery info, you can find out more about becoming a podcast sponsor or a supporter. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie, and thank you for joining me for this episode. I look forward to talking hats with you again soon.